Hi there, and welcome to the Anita Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Anita Rombo, and this is the podcast for growth-oriented women to have authentic, real talk. Nothing is off the table here, but as an intuitive self-relationship coach, you'll find the content gravitates towards mindset, intentional action, spirituality, and all things wellness. So if you're ready to learn, laugh, show up, and glow up to be the best version of yourself, grab your favorite bevy, settle in, and we've got lots to chat about. Hey folks, we are into week two of 2022, and today's episode will be focusing on habits, routines, and surviving the pandemic. As we approach the two-year mark to our first lockdown in Ontario, Canada, which is where I'm based, our kids have returned to online schooling once again. Fingers crossed for only a few weeks. And it seems like we've done the two steps forward, one step back dance with COVID. While we are nowhere near where we were at the beginning of this pandemic in terms of understanding COVID and having access to vaccines and all that stuff, we are still in it. And I just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge that and to acknowledge that although globally we are all in this together, everyone is going through their own journey and has been impacted differently as a result of the pandemic. And so this is just a gentle reminder to show some kindness to one another, especially as many are struggling right now. And also, I wanted to take this opportunity, my friends, to say, I see you, I feel you, and if there's anything I can do to support you during this time as a friend and a coach, I'm here. And that brings me to the intent behind today's episode. In the spirit of building upon last week's chat of how to make your New Year's resolution stick, where we talked about habits specifically, I want to elaborate further on routines and how we can use them to our advantage to support us as we continue to navigate through the pandemic. But before we dive in, I'd like to take a minute and thank you all so much for the reaction to the inaugural chat. I was blown away by the number of listens from last week's episode. And that reminds me, if you enjoy this chat, I'd be so appreciative if you could share it with a friend. My mission is to create as much impact as I can. And that brings me to my last digression. I've put a link to a free guide, the 10 daily habits to love, peace, and success in the episode description. If you haven't done so already, I really think it's a worthwhile resource and so relevant to what we're chatting about today. So as a bit of a recap, you'll recall last week, we defined habits as a behavior that we perform automatically without even thinking about it because it's a part of our subconscious programming. And that's precisely why it's challenging to adopt new habits because they aren't yet ingrained into our subconscious programming. And also why it's so hard to drop habits that are no longer serving us because they are so deeply entrenched. In the last chat, I reviewed some shifts that we could make to support the development of habits, one of which was to embed the behavior into an already established routine. So let's talk a little bit more about routines. A routine can be defined as a sequence of actions that is usually performed in a specific order and at a specific time. In theory, it can be, but doesn't have to be, a collection of habits. So while habits are often unconscious, routines are not, meaning we are intentional and deliberate about carving out the time and space to incorporate them into our life. And if you're a parent, you may associate routines with your children. Think sleep schedules. For the vast majority of us, these routines are mutually beneficial. They help keep our sanity in check and provide structure and stability to promote healthy development in our children. On that note, I want you to think of yourself now as an adult. Do you have any routines in place that promote your health and well-being and provide you with a sense of structure and stability for your development? 
It's funny because we often have a connotation that routines are boring and lame because they're stable and predictable, but I think it's precisely those traits that contribute to our growth, wellness, and success. As I like to say, behind every successful woman is a solid routine, that routines can be used to open us up to increase productivity, focus, creativity, better mental health, and better physical health. Obviously, I'm a big fan. You probably have some great routines already in place, but in case you don't or are inspired to revisit, here are some suggestions you may wish to take into consideration. Number one, I want you to prioritize the activities that are important to you. Think of things from a health and wellness as well as a productivity perspective. Remember, when it comes to routine, there is no one-size-fits-all or gold standard approach. This is an entirely personal endeavor and has to be something that serves you. Most routines tend to center around sleep, diet, and exercise. So if you're just starting out, that might be an area that you want to focus on as well. If you're looking for a great resource to give you some ideas, once again, I highly recommend the free guide I've put together, which you can find in the episode description. Next, once you've prioritized the activities that are important to you, I want you to identify the time of day where you would be the most successful in incorporating and completing the routine. So there's a couple things that you should be thinking about here, such as the time of day that you might have the most energy or the time where you're least likely to be interrupted. So for me, I'm quite obviously a morning person. I wake up at around 5.30 every morning, rain or shine, without an alarm clock. And so it makes sense for me to use that as my time, as my quality me time, because I know my kids are asleep till about 8. So from 5.30 to 8 is this golden window of opportunity where I make a coffee, I sit in my favorite chair by the fireplace, and I do me. I journal, I meditate, I do all these activities that really serve to set the tone for my day and to give me balance and, and ground me. The next thing that I think is important to keep in mind is to be flexible. I'd love for you to ground behind the intention of the routine. Remember that routines are there to support our health and well-being and to add value to our life, not stress. And so if you're getting overly fixated on making sure it gets done and getting done right, or it's just not, it's something that you're stressing over, I would encourage you to think about maybe not doing the routine altogether, or perhaps just really starting small. Remember, you're looking to add value not stress. Okay. So as I mentioned before, my routine is my quality time. It's something that I look forward to the most in the day. It helps to set the tone. And so 95% of the time you'll see me doing it at 530 in the morning, but I'm also flexible and I give myself the grace to know that if I have had a late night the night before, or if I'm not feeling up to it, or for whatever reason, if I just can't get to it, I might skip parts of the routine. I might shorten certain things, or I might skip it altogether. I don't judge. I just show up the next day and that's that. And so the next thing I'd like you to do is to make sure that you reassess your routines periodically to make sure that they're still serving you. Because remember that Routines are not fixed. They can change based on your priorities or schedule, which may also change. And so we don't have to hold ourselves accountable to something that isn't serving us. So remember, the idea is to add value. And so, for example, pre-pandemic, when I was working my corporate job, my morning routine looked very different from how it does now when I'm working from home. Pre-pandemic, I had to catch a train at 6.30 every morning. So when I woke up at 5.30, I was hell-bent and focused on getting myself out the door and onto that train. So my morning routine didn't actually start until I got on the train and then I would pop in my headphones and I would do a meditation and my gratitude journaling in the, on the train before moving on to a favorite podcast. That was how I started my days. 
Now I have an entirely different routine that doesn't involve rushing to catch a train. And so I have a little bit more time on my hands. But having said that, my schedule is very different and the rhythm of my day is very different between weekdays and weekends. And so I do the exact same routine seven days a week, but Monday to Friday, I will do a shorter version of the routine. And then on the weekend, I'll allow myself the luxury of kind of reveling in it a little bit more and going a little bit slower and longer. So hopefully as you're thinking about establishing a routine or inspired to revisit your existing routine, I think the biggest value for our routines really lie in the morning and the nighttime routines. And simply because the morning routine sets the tone for your day and the nighttime sets the tone for your rest and sleep. So those would be great places to start. That brings us to the next segment of this chat, which is how can routines support us in the pandemic? So my friend, I just wanna say, is your alone time currently when you're in the bathroom? I totally get it, but imagine this, maybe not at 5.30 if that's too early for you, but imagine having an hour and a half of you time where you have a fireplace going and your favorite bevy in your hand and you're just doing you. Doesn't that sound amazing? Intentionally carving out and prioritizing time for yourself and your self-care has never been so important. And this is especially true if you're locked down at home with your family, because I know we love them, but we need space and we need time for ourselves. And we need to fill our proverbial cup so that you can continue to do the important work that you need to be doing, whether that be your day job, raising your family, online schooling your children, whatever. Second, routines can provide us with a sense of control at a time in our life where there's so much that seems unpredictable and chaotic. The next benefit of a routine, I think really depends on when you choose to implement your routine, but say for example, in my case, uh, when I wake up in the morning and I make that my time to carve out the most important things and get them out of the way, before my kids even wake up, there's a strong sense of accomplishment. I'm really able to focus and get so much more done, so I'm very productive during that time. And like I said, there's a strong sense of accomplishment and pride, and that's a really great feeling to start the day with. Not to mention, I'm not as stressed because I don't have this mental churn that I've got all these things on the go or whatever. The most important things are already kind of done. So it makes me a more peaceful, calm, centered, and present parent. Not to mention, this also frees me up from a time perspective to address any kind of unexpected demands related to my time. And I'm thinking online schooling here. And last but not least, routines also create not only a sense of predictability for ourselves, but also for the people that are around us, like our family and maybe even your employer, for example. So if my kids wake up and they see me in the middle of my meditation or journaling, that's their cue to know that they've woken up a little bit earlier than they should. And so the other people in the house may still be sleeping and it's quiet time and they stay in their rooms and they entertain themselves quietly. And so this might be a good time to talk about some routines or structures that we can implement in our day-to-day to support our family and the people that we're locked down with. And again, I fully preface this by saying we're all facing different situations and have different struggles and supports and what works in my house may not work in your house. Um, and so, you know, this is just a suggestion and if it's useful, then it was worth mentioning. So I'm going to just go there. So I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old, and what we've noticed is keeping bedtime consistent is key. So obviously there needs to be some flexibility here, but generally speaking, our kids are getting up and going to bed around the same time, whether it's a weekday, a weekend, online schooling, or homeschooling. I think, again, that structure and predictability is great for them. It's also great for their development. They're getting the optimal amount of time that they need to sleep. So I think that's important. 
Another strategy that I found is really helpful is that I continue to wake up in the morning and make the kids lunches just as if they were going to school, even though we're all home together. And so you might be wondering why I do that, but it's because the kids have these nutrition breaks at such random times that may or may not align with my schedule. And so the last thing I want on my mind is that my kids are starving and I need to feed them. So by making their lunches, I know that they're getting fed properly. And so everyone's fed at the right time. Mommy doesn't feel guilt. It's awesome. Next, my husband and I have kind of worked up an arrangement where we trade off office time so that we have an equal amount of uninterrupted time to focus on our work. We both take our work very seriously. One of us will get the office in the morning. One of us will get them, get it in the afternoon. And that way, there's a long enough chunk of time that we can be productive. And there's kind of an unspoken rule that the parent that's downstairs with the children is on point to raise the children. So they're, so they're the person that the kids will go to if they need any help or support with anything. And so, of course, kids love routines, and so we've created a structured schedule during their school day, which includes time for them to play outdoors in the backyard together, time for some TV shows, time for independent play. Honestly, I got to say, we're continually tweaking this. Some days this routine works better than other days, and I also will say that they may be getting more screen time than we would like, but it could be far, far worse, and we're just all trying to survive and do our best, right? And so, as a quick recap, let's go over what we chatted about. A routine can be defined as a sequence of actions that is usually performed in a specific order and at a specific time. Unlike habits which are automatic, routines are intentional, and the benefits of routine include increased productivity, focus, creativity, improved mental health, and physical health. And so when we're looking at establishing a routine, it's important that we prioritize activities that are important to yourself, that you find a time that you can complete and incorporate that routine, that you are flexible with respect to showing up for the routine and tailoring it to your day or your circumstances, and that you revisit your priority and your routines periodically to make sure they're still adding value and serving you. Routines are especially important at this time as we continue to navigate the pandemic. Now more than ever, it is important to prioritize self-care and also to establish family routines, which will support healthy family dynamics and boundaries in each other's development. And so if you haven't done so already, think about how you can introduce a self-care routine for yourself and maybe even a routine for your family to help them thrive. Think about things such as what's working well and what could be done differently. What type of supports do you have in place? Or what conversations or activities might you need to do to make your routines a reality? So for example, you might want to make sure that your partner is on board with your plan. Think back to the resolutions you identified at the beginning of the year, or perhaps reference that free guide that I created for inspiration if you need it. And lastly, after you've prioritized yourself and you've shown up for your family, show up for your friends and your broader community. See if there's anybody out there that needs your help or support, even if it's something as a quick check-in through a text, a call, a walk, maybe sharing this podcast. Let's be there for each other. And remember, friends, self-care is not selfish. Irrespective of the pandemic, your self-care is a non-negotiable please make yourself a priority. In fact, feel free to DM me on IG and let me know how you are prioritizing yourself. I'm so rooting for you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Anita Chat Podcast. If you haven't taken a minute to leave a review, I would absolutely love to hear from you. All you need to do is to search for the show, click your star rating, and type in a few words. Also, if there's a specific topic you'd like to see covered in this podcast, if you'd like me to be your coach, or if you want to just chat, Feel free to send me an email or shoot me a message through my IG, which you'll find in the show notes. The show notes will also contain any links to the freebies that were referenced in this episode. 
Until next time, friends, it's been great chatting with you.